One of the greatest obstacles to crafting health and wellness is identifying and controlling inflammation. It's at the core of all complex and chronic diseases, and it's the driving mechanism that underlies the most common symptoms that people like you struggle to overcome. Join us as we explore cutting-edge science and research to give you the information and tools you need to create the quality of life you want and deserve. And now, here is the host of Inflammation Nation, Dr. Stephen Noseworthy. Continuing on with our thyroid and Hashimoto's Q&A, uh, the next question we often get, like after, how do I know if I'm hypothyroid? Uh, the next question usually is, how do I know if I have Hashimoto's? <clears throat> and the answer to that is not quite as simple as it might seem. We, uh, I would love to tell you that testing for thyroid antibodies and, and either having them or not rules in 100% if you have it or not. Now, I would say as a general rule, if you see thyroid antibodies, uh, you have a Hashimoto's reaction going on in your body. Although there are some very rare circumstances where that might be some kind of a transient finding and nothing really takes hold. I'm just trying to use like typical terminology so you can get a, a mental picture. But generally, in someone who complains of thyroid symptomatology, who has abnormal TSH, T4, etc., and they have positive thyroid antibodies, we're going to say that that is sufficient to diagnose Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. But there are some circumstances where negative tests don't necessarily rule it out. So for example, there is what we might call the 5% rule, that about 5% of people with Hashimoto's never actually show antibodies. And so it's a case where if you're measuring antibodies, and I'll rename those again because I did it in the last episode. If you're measuring antibodies, if they're positive, you probably have it. But if they're negative, you have to think a little bit more critically and not just necessarily accept things on face value, especially if you have multiple other factors that are pointing to the conclusion that somebody has Hashimoto's. So the first way that we look for the answer to the question, do I have Hashimoto's, is by measuring antibodies against thyroid tissue. One is thyroid peroxidase, also known as TPO antibodies. And the other one is antithyroglobulin antibodies. Um, and both of those can be present. Uh, and it could be one, the other, or you can have both of those. Either one or both are sufficient to call it Hashimoto's. So antibody testing is the primary one. Now, what are these two different tissues? Um, first of all, thyroid peroxidase is an enzyme that's in the thyroid gland itself that's used to manufacture thyroid hormones. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but we don't need to get into geeky science stuff at this point. Just know that both thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin are inside what are called the follicular cells of the thyroid gland itself. And when the, when the immune process or immune system is attacking those through antibody recognition and the things that come after that, what ends up happening is what we call infiltration of the thyroid cells, meaning a whole bunch of immune cells cram themselves into a very small space where these immune targets are. And what ends up happening is it destroys the follicular cells, which is where you make your thyroid hormones. And so the primary way, again, that we answer the question, do I have Hashimoto's, is by measuring antibodies. Now, I said just a second ago that positives are typically positives, negatives are not always negatives. If we really think that somebody has Hashimoto's and an antibody test comes back negative, one of the things that we can do as a follow-up to try to confirm is to order a thyroid ultrasound. 
Now, thyroid ultrasound, it's non-invasive. Basically, it uses sound waves that penetrate the tissue. The sound waves bounce back off. And then the handheld device that the tech uses measures those sound waves. And we can construct a, an image of black and white to tell what's going on, or at least to find certain things within the tissues. And uh, there is a characteristic presentation on an ultrasound test that suggests that there is inflammation in the thyroid gland. It's called thyroiditis. And so when someone has symptoms, but the antibodies are negative, but an ultrasound shows an inflamed thyroid, then there's a good probability that that person has Hashimoto's disease, even though the antibodies might suggest something other than that. The next thing that you could do is a radioactive iodine uptake. And when you start, in fact, when you look at the diagnostic stratification, or let's call it the flow chart of testing as it relates to thyroid and endocrinology, typically it always starts with blood work. The next thing is the thyroid ultrasound. If there's need, then they go to what they call a radioactive iodine uptake study. And then in some cases, a biopsy is necessary. So you can find Hashimoto's in all of those different areas. You can find it with antibody testing. You can find it with uh, certain findings on a thyroid ultrasound, with a radioactive iodine uptake, if there's a compelling reason to do that. Uh, typically, you will find a generalized decrease of uptake of radioactive, uh, radioactive iodine on that test, simply because the tissue is hypometabolic, it's inflamed, it's not working right, there are fewer cells left because of the autoimmune destruction, and so the test is abnormal, but it's because of decreased up, uptake, not increase, that tells us something different. And then also you can do a little biopsy, stick a needle in there and aspirate it, and then have a pathologist look at it under a microscope. And there are certain cytoarchitectural changes that happen with Hashimoto's that are associated with the autoimmunity. So there are many different ways. And, and there are a lot of people out there who are walking around with Hashimoto's and all their doctors did was run maybe a single thyroid antibody test, like once, not two or three times over a period of time. And maybe they only ran one instead of two different thyroid antibodies and they found nothing. And then they concluded erroneously that someone did not have Hashimoto's and immediately and incorrectly ruled out a whole avenue of exploration of things that can be done to help someone. So if you're working for someone who, you know, you really have to ask the question, like when you, hey doc, when, when we test for this, how are we going to do it? And what are we going to do if the test is positive? What are we going to do if the test is negative? If the test is negative, could the test be wrong? Can I have a false positive? Can I have a false negative? And the answer is yes to all of that. All diagnostic tests suffer from some degree of loss of sensitivity and specificity, which means all tests will at times give you false positives and false negatives. And the doctor needs to know enough about the testing methodology and the overall testing paradigm to be able to say, okay, if this happens and we see this, then we might go do that. And if we do a diligent, go through a diligent process of looking at multiple ways of defining, do you have an autoimmunity, then we'll be confident that we can say yes or no. And here's the reason why. In, in the medical community, all medical doctors are trained in the idea that almost all thyroid conditions are autoimmune. It is part of basic endocrinology instruction. Like I said before, every textbook, every review article in the National Library of Medicine recognizes that 90 to 98% of all thyroid cases are autoimmune. So it's not like they don't know. The problem is that despite knowing that autoimmunity causes most hypothyroidism, 
There's no drug that treat it that treats it. There's no surgery that can fix it. They're really in the world of medical specialty. There is nobody who is known or trained as an autoimmunologist, even though some doctors like rheumatologists deal with autoimmune diseases. All they do is use really high power for meds like prednisone or different types of steroids or other, some in some cases, anti-cancer drugs to shut off your immune system. And basically, they're just shutting it off so that they can ignore the problem. And so they take a, a big complex scenario and they cone it down to very small manageable pieces. Well, okay, so you're not making hormones. I'm just going to give you the hormones and, and we won't worry about all the other stuff because there's nothing anyone can do anyways. And that is absolutely not true. It's a case of you don't know what you don't know. So when it comes to answering the question, do I have Hashimoto's? Understand that there are multiple tests that can actually show you that and that there's an orderly progression. You don't just jump into a biopsy, for example. No, you don't want to do something that's invasive unless there's a compelling reason to do that. But for the most part, blood testing for antibodies and if needed, a thyroid ultrasound that's your basic, that's your go-to. You're going to catch, you're going to have an opportunity to say yes or no to that question or answer that question yes or no just by simply harnessing those two different strategies. All right, so I hope I didn't go too much detail into that one. Um, let me let me deal with one more question before we kick over to the next question into the next discussion and episode. Uh, a lot of times people ask, can I have a hidden autoimmunity? Like sometimes there are people that they've done enough reading and research on their own that they're convinced that they have Hashimoto's, but maybe their doctor has tested them for it and maybe they've done a good job testing and the test comes up negative. So can you have a hidden autoimmunity, like a hidden Hashimoto's? And the answer is yes, you can. And I let me be careful about how I use this terminology. Um, what I mean is that there's an autoimmune reaction, but there's no discernible signal in terms of diagnostic testing that's going to show us that. What, what we do know about Hashimoto's in particular as an autoimmune disease is about 5% of people who have Hashimoto's, and that's confirmed by thyroid ultrasounds, radioactive iodine, and or biopsy studies done after the fact, that 5% of these people never ever show antibodies. And there are different theories as to why that might be, but 5% in terms of medical statistics, that's a relatively large number. Um, now, why would that be? Well, you know, at its core, autoimmune diseases are states of immune dysfunction and dysregulation. And it's far beyond the scope of, of this discussion right now, but it does relate to inflammation. So we'll get to it eventually. But there are different subsets within the immune system that can either be augmented and become more aggressive or inhibit it become inhibited and less active based on the pattern of immune dysfunction. And it's not consistent through all people with the same autoimmunity. So for example, if I had an opportunity to take 10 people with Hashimoto's hypothyroidism and run uh, an immunotype test on them to look at the profile of their different subsets of their immune system, I'm not likely to see the same thing in every person. But there are some patterns where the immune system is dysregulated, where we see suppression of the portion of the immune system that makes antibodies. We, we can call these B cells or Th2 suppression patterns, but nevertheless, it changes our ability to accurately look at diagnostic and say, okay, does this person have Hashimoto's? The interesting thing about that type of scenario 
where someone has Hashimoto's, but their immune system is suppressing their ability to make antibodies, is that as they go through a program and you know they start looking at their diet, looking at their lifestyle, modifying their environmental exposures and how their body's reacting to that, is that as their body and their immune system becomes more balanced and better, fu more functional, sometimes the antibodies show up down the road as they're getting better. Now, this is an interesting commentary because if we, if I don't explain that to somebody ahead of time, then they might think that what I've done has created Hashimoto's disease. And that is certainly not the case, but what we've done is we've rebalanced and recalibrated, if you will, their immune system. So it is able to accurately show us what has been there from the very beginning. It's highly unlikely that as someone is going from a state of dysfunction and dis-ease, their quality of life is bad and their symptoms are unresolved. And as that picture starts to get better, then all of a sudden antibodies show up, but they keep getting better. It's very unlikely that they acquired the autoimmunity at the moment we measured the antibodies. More than likely, it's because we did our job and we started to rebalance and improve the control and the competency of that person's immune system. And so again, they're able, their immune system is better able to reflect what in reality has been in place, but was just undefined and difficult to find because of the immune dysfunction relative to the autoimmunity. You know, the bottom line is this, is that, you know, as a clinician, sometimes I have to make a very educated guess for different reasons. It could be because we've exhausted testing possibilities and there's nothing else to look at, but we don't have a clear picture. We have to choose to do something. Some cases we might, you know, let's say that we have a financial issue and, and someone can't afford to do more testing, but they can afford care. We have to make a choice in the absence of information that will really bring us clarity. So one of the things that we'll do is in a situation, if someone says, well, I I, I think I have hypothyroidism. I think it might be Hashimoto's, but my doctor either won't run the test or the tests we run come back negative. My first question to them is, how many other people in your family are on thyroid meds? And do you or anyone in your family have other types of autoimmunities? And if a lot of people in their family are on thyroid meds, whether it's a sister, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, a mother, father, whatever, or if we see other autoimmunities in that person or in their family, be it RA or type 1 diabetes or lupus or Sjogren's or MS or anything like that, then the presence of one autoimmunity in that person or their family raises the probability that the thyroid issue we're dealing with is itself an autoimmunity, even if at first blush the thyroid antibody testing is incorrect. Now we'll have to pick it up in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Inflammation Nation. If you found this episode valuable, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Be the first to know when a new episode drops so that you can stay on top of your game. It also helps others like you find the answers they need. And why not head over to my main website, drnoseworthy.com, that's drnoseworthy.com, to explore my personalized functional medicine coaching programs, submit a question to the podcast, maybe take a quiz, or even reach out to me using the contact form that you can find there. We'll see you next time.